Dateline, August 21st, 2011. Hello, I'm Alan Joyce, and I'm the CEO of Qantas. I am proud to be announcing our plans to build a stronger Qantas, a Qantas that will be better for our customers. Since 1920, Qantas has represented the best of what air travel can be. The times have changed again, and Qantas is changing with them. The new Qantas will take on our global competitors, an airline that builds on an arrival safety record, an airline that offers Australians more choices through new gateways to more destinations around the world. As we build a stronger Qantas, some things will never change. We will always be owned by Australians. And we will always be proud that the vast majority of our operations are based in Australia. And we will always call Australia home. Oh, that's so stirring. I'll tell you what, it's been a big week. G'day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 161 of the Airplane Geek Show. I'm Steve Fisher, and with me as always is Grant McCarran. Uh, boy, Grant, what a busy week. I reckon, mate, I reckon, and uh, what a shock. We've got an Ausdesk that's dominated by Qantas News. Well, we're uh, at least we're not talking about Tiger Airways this week. Well, uh, you know, we've had a lot of people writing to us and asking us uh, what's our take on the on the Qantas view, but uh, somebody who's uh, much more informed than we are and who has now, in fact, just taken up a new job at the uh, Centre for Australia Pacific Aviation is Will Horton. G'day, Will. Good evening, guys. Okay, mate. Uh, Will, fill us all in on what's going on here. There's been a lot of uh, rumours about this uh, that's been going on for most of the, the, probably the past 12 months, to be honest. The pilots' union's jumping up and down. They're not happy, and they've got lots of concerns over uh, job security and all that sort of stuff. Uh, meantime, I guess uh, Qantas is sort of saying, well, the financial position has forced this upon us. Uh, what's your take on it? That's right. So on Tuesday, Qantas announced a number of major changes. One is the big uh, restructure of their international unit and that as you uh, mentioned had been rumored and gossiped about uh, for a number of months um I think almost every international route that they flew was subject to some media posts that it was going to be cutter acts. Um, what's ended up happening is really some minor changes. Uh, Qantas uh, has operated the kangaroo route from Australia to London through the Asian hubs of Bangkok, Singapore, and Hong Kong. And going forward from about March, April of next year, they'll only be routing those flights through Singapore. So they'll be removing their flights uh, from Bangkok to London and from Hong Kong uh, to London as well. Conversely, British Airways will be increasing capacity a little bit, but there will be a net reduction in the number of seats that are, that are offered between British Airways and Qantas, who are, of course, uh, joint service agreement partners and operate the route um, together. So it's the major part of the restructure, but Qantas also announced that uh, with its service to South America, it'd be dropping its route to Buenos Aires in favor of a service to Santiago. Now, Santiago is the home of the one world carrier LAN, and right now LAN and TAM, which is a member of Starlines, are working to complete a merger, but it's expected that LAN and TAM will stay in one world. Uh, so Qantas will be able to build on network and hub opportunities out of Santiago, which they can't do out of Buenos Aires. The other major announcements that we saw on Tuesday was an order of 110 A320 aircraft split between uh, 32 standards as well as the rest being NEOs. The standard's 24 going for a new venture in Japan. That's uh, Jetstar Asia. So that is going to be a low-cost carrier that's now going to be competing with AirAsia Japan as well as Peach, which was ANA's original low-cost carrier up there. And eight of the other standard A320s will be used to set up a new premium carrier in Asia. Details are still very murky at this point, but uh, initially it'll have uh, between eight and 11 A320s and we'll be serving regional points. But again, details very sketchy on that. 
One of the things that uh, Qantas has, has been battling for a long time is uh, the perception that they're trying to move as much of their operations outside of Australia where the cost base is lower. And of course, a good example of that that we often talk about is uh, Jet Connect across there in New Zealand. And certainly this is what the pilot union is flagging as a concern for them. How do you view that? Is, is that what, in your view, they're trying to do? Move their pilot bases, for instance, across to Asia where the, the wages are lower and then operate those flights back into Australia? Well, as, as you mentioned about the pilots union, um, for now, I've been hearing their view really is that job security and pay issue. And as a result of not getting any leadway on that matter from Qantas, they're taking a very negative overall approach to this restructure. Um, for them, this is either all or nothing. They're either going to be behind it or they're not going to be behind it. And as long as these pay issues and location issues are not resolved, they're going to be coming out with the material we've been seeing in some of the local press, some YouTube parodies. Um, in regards to Quantas' long-term intentions, they're not really discussing that, but certainly you do have to wonder if that made sense. Um, now, the pilots are very against it, and they've been try- trying to galvanize shareholders to remove Alan Joyce, saying that this isn't what shareholders uh, should be supporting. But you do have to wonder if shareholders would be getting a better return on a Asian cost basis, should they support that. But in terms of what Qantas is saying and plans, um, nothing definitive right now. It sounds like Qantas is trying to restructure and do the networking thing like Borghetti's just done in, in Virgin. And Borghetti's getting congratulated over in Virgin for doing his link-ups with Delta in New Zealand and Singapore and Etihad. Yet uh, when Qantas starts talking about linking up, uh, everyone says, oh my God, you're pumping all your um, passengers off to other carriers. Now, how is it that one group gets congratulated for it, but the other gets uh, slammed? I think the comments that have been made to Qantas on that topic are entirely misguided. Qantas has been pursuing a hub strategy for quite some time. I think with some of the publicity that they issued following Tuesday's announcements, they've been re-emphasizing those hub connections, but certainly they've been operating to Los Angeles and have been utilizing onward connections with American Airlines. Uh, They've been operating to London and utilizing British Airways connections very extensively. Um, Really, the only hub strategy that change that we're seeing is that uh, flight from Buenos Aires to Santiago, where really Qantas has been making these hub strategies. As for as for Virgin making these strategies um, over the past two, three years and being congratulated for them, um, I think that's a very different story. It's a story of a carrier that's changing from a low-cost carrier to a legacy carrier, but with a lower cost base, looking to expand its reach. And rather than acquire dozens and scores of aircraft, they're instead looking to create virtual networks and joint ventures with, as you mentioned, Delta, Air New Zealand, Etihad, and most recently, Singapore Airlines. Well, we see a lot of uh, the things that Borghetti's doing at the moment seem to be flying in the face of what Qantas is doing. You know, they're, they're making a big um, deal about bringing maintenance back into Australia. One of the uh, the interesting things that's come out this week, of course, along with uh, Joyce's announcement, was the announcement that there'd be uh, 1,000 jobs shed from Qantas. Uh, Virgin has come out in the news later on in the week and said that they'd be happy to talk to those people and look at uh, bringing them into the Virgin group. So that plays well for PR, doesn't it? But they actually didn't mention how many uh, people of that 1,000 they'd be prepared to bring in. Right, and I don't think there have been definitive figures on how many of those 1,000 people would be engineers. Uh, Qantas did flag pilots and flight tens would also likely be affected. But as for Virgin, uh, they actually haven't been promoting this. I think this was a media leak, whether it was um, authorized or unauthorized, I don't know. Uh, but certainly for Virgin, it's a very smart move. There is a skills shortage in the industry. So if Qantas is freeing up um, some skills, it made sense for Virgin to acquire those people and their skills. Um, but certainly, if you look at Virgin's maintenance needs, it is pale in comparison to Qantas. Um, 
Virgin is building just one hangar, whereas Qantas has a whole complex at Sydney, at Avalon, at Brisbane as well. So while Virgin is promoting um, its focus on Australia and taking and supporting maintenance jobs here, it's very easy for them to do that because their maintenance needs are so much lower. And in fact, they still offshore their maintenance. And when their 777s start going into heavy chets early next year, it's, it's to my understanding that those chets will be conducted overseas. Just back on the networking for a sec, uh, while the, the obvious changes uh, pushing from Buenos Aires to Santiago del Chile. The the other aspect is though that they're dropping Bangkok. You won't be able to go on to London all the way with Qantas. Uh, you'd have to get to London via Singapore. If you wanted to go via Bangkok to visit people and then continue on, you're going to have to change over to BA who aren't increasing to pick up the slack. And there's been many people making some derogatory comments about BA's quality of service, making the um, even Qantas on a bad day look good. Do you think this is pushing pa- uh, passengers onto other carriers such as Singapore or specifically Emirates who can offer end-to-end service to all points in the globe? I think that's going to have to be the result. And certainly in the past few weeks, we've seen Etihad Airways make a very very strong push into the market. They've started a local ad campaign with the tagline switch to the best and they're certainly riding um, on picking up Qantas's passengers. But the reality for Qantas isn't that they're giving up profitable passengers, they're giving up unprofitable passengers. They're not going to cut a route that is making money, they're going to cut routes that aren't making money. Um, And while British Airways may not be increasing capacity into or out of Bangkok, they are certainly doing so into Singapore, upgrading one of their 777 flights to a 747 flight and then adding three extra weekly services uh, to Hong Kong, where Qantas has also dropped its tag-on flights to London. Yeah, so it's interesting that they're increasing their their flow to Singapore when uh, Qantas is still using Singapore. But uh, yeah, I just I I just find it kind of interesting the the whole angle of there's a number. Of, I've been reading a lot of the reports and a lot of people's comments and things, and a lot of folks saying, "Oh, well, that's another nail in the coffin." I've, you know, Qantas have been causing a lot of problems for me with not flying where I want to go or not flying the way I want to go, not having the service I want. And uh, yeah, they're shifting on, and they see this as a yet another reason to leave Qantas. Well, that's the reality of being an end of world carrier, be it Qantas or even Air New Zealand. They're not able to get the network hub opportunities that say an airline like. Cathay, an airline like Emirates, which the unions here are very uh, quick to compare Qantas to. Um, at, at Kappa, we've been writing statistics, uh, just very casually looking at the number of seats into London by both Qantas and Emirates. And they both are approximately the same at 21,000 weekly seats. The difference is that Qantas has to rely on those 21,000 seats just from its three Asian ports, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Bangkok, as well as its Australian network, maybe even New Zealand. If you look at Emirates, they have Australia, New Zealand to pull from. They have Bangkok, Singapore, and Hong Kong. They have all of Asia, Middle East, Africa. Yeah, yeah good point. And they also, I mean, a lot of the other interesting thing is that would be great to get some figures out. I don't know if Cap has got them, is how many people going into London are then going on that with the Emirates, they just have one stop, not two. You go to Dubai and then you're there. Whereas with Qantas, you've got to go to Singapore, Hong Kong, Bangkok, as it was and then into London or places like that, and then out somewhere else in Europe because there weren't any direct connects. Absolutely, and passengers are very quick to point out that when they go on holiday, they don't 
want to have to backtrack through London. They want a direct flight into Vienna, into Paris, into wherever. But the reality is for almost any airline, the money is made in premium cabins. And for Qantas, yep. the premium passengers are going to London. Not too many are going onwards to elsewhere in Europe. And if you look at Air New Zealand, it's a very similar situation. No one has pointed this out. Air New Zealand serves just one point in Europe, and that's London. And now Air New Zealand is a Star Alliance carrier. They're not serving Frankfurt as Qantas is, which uh, Frankfurt is a Star Alliance hub with Lufthansa. Well, it's really interesting times, Will, and we're sure this is going to make a lot of news for us. Uh, we, we really uh, thank you for spending some time with us, mate. Uh, I know we got you on at uh, very short notice, but uh, just tell us where people can find you online. Sure. So I'm with the Centre for Asia-Pacific Aviation, and for those uh, North American listeners out there, that's Centre, C-E-N-T-R-E. And you can, also, <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at winglets747. Okay, that's winglets747 on Twitter, and I highly recommend if you're an airplane geek, you need to be following Will. It's, uh, he, he posts quite often and it's always really informative. Mate, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Stephen Grant. And that's it for Cheers. the Australia Desk this week, folks. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers.